Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of On Air with the Chair. As always, I'm Captain Nicholas James, your MEC chairman, and joining me today to talk about the Political Action Committee is Hunter Ivey, who is part of our legislative committee. Hunter, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Nick. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Much appreciated. Uh, my name is Hunter Ivey. I've been with Endeavor for about four and a half years. I'm a captain on the 900 out of uh, Atlanta. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, Hunter. And typically in these On Air with the Chair podcasts, we usually go through a what's new section. We'll answer a, a question at the end, and then we we come back to Hunter later. But in this special episode, we're just going to be focused primarily on the pack and the pack drive that we're going to start pushing here at Endeavor. I'm sure many people probably wonder what is the pack or what is the function of the pack, And that's what here Hunter is here to um, talk to you about today is what the PAC does for you on Capitol Hill in Washington. It is a very, very important committee, um, primarily driven by national. Okay, However, our own legislative committee does have input as well. So let's let's first start talking about what the PAC is, and let's talk about that through um, the Government Affairs Committee. So what does, uh, Hunter, what does the Government Affairs Committee do? Well, the Government Affairs Committee is essentially just a liaison between Alpha National and the pilots of Endeavor. Uh, what we do is we keep our pilots updated on the current governmental affairs that we've got going on, policies that we have regarding our profession and our industry. Uh, we also advocate on behalf of our pilots. We do that directly with our lawmakers. And like I said, we keep them informed on policies, the legislative bills, and the uh, ALPA calls to action. Excellent. What are the ALPA calls to action? Yeah, so the ALPA calls to action are mostly our big ticket main focus items that ALPA is currently trying to push. You'll see these pretty regularly. They come out every so often. You'll see uh, a lot of them in the email blast. You'll see them uh, all over the uh, website. And what they are is they're essentially exactly what it sounds like. It's calling our pilots to action. And essentially the way you do that is you just go on the website. You'll see it down there. It's about two or three mouse clicks away. What it does is it's almost kind of like a petition in a way, and it kind of includes some of our pilots' names on there. And it actually pushes those things straight through to those decision makers and lawmakers, kind of like you saw with the uh, PSP. That was a big call to action that we all saw that hopefully everybody took part in and was able to actually send those letters out to their senators and to their congressmen. Yeah. So calls to action, you know, what some of them that we've seen in the past are like the ME3, the Middle East 3. They could be threats to, you know, our industry or they could be advancing safety agenda items. And so, yeah, like Hunter said, just log into your Alpha account, scroll down to the left side of the uh, page, and you'll see checkboxes there. And if it's unchecked, just click on that call to action. And, and literally about three mouse clicks later, you've reached your senator or your state representative. And it's it's literally a form letter. You don't really have to do anything. Alpha's done all the work for you. And when 15 or 20,000 of these letters show up across a senator's desk, that is a call to action. That really does help move the needle. And it is an, a free way for you to get involved with uh, the Alpha Legislative Committee. So let's move on from the government affairs and kind of get into the heart of what we're talking about, which is the PAC, this Political Action Committee. So Hunter, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Alpha PAC is, its mission, and what it does? Awesome. So uh, exactly like you said, it's the uh, Alpha Political Action Committee. It's essentially a branch of that governmental affairs office of Alpha National. And what I like to tell people more simplistically, kind of at its most basic explanation, the PAC is the pilot's voice on Capitol Hill and across the country. What it allows us to do is it allows us to have access to these decision makers and lawmakers 
and to have some input, some voice on the policies and regulations that are directly impacting our industry and profession. We'll go into detail about exactly how we accomplish that. But like I said, it's a part of that governmental affairs of Alpha National. And I actually suggest everybody at some point uh, make the trip to uh, check out the Alpha National headquarters, uh, just so you can kind of take a peek behind the curtain and you can actually see all the uh, moving parts that are going on behind there, because it's, it's pretty amazing to look at. Even in the governmental affairs section alone, you've got just an incredible amount of moving parts. You've got lobbyists, you've got lawyers, you've got governmental staff, and you've even got pilot volunteers, very similar to you and I. And uh, what that pack actually does is that gives us, the pilots, a voice in that room. Excellent. So what kind of things recently has the ALPA pack been working on? As you can imagine, over the last year and a half, with all the legislation going on, and especially in regards to uh, the pandemic, what spurred out of that was the CARES Act and the PSP. And that was actually, the PSP was a direct result of the PAC. Clearly, that was probably one of the biggest successes that uh, Alpha PAC has probably ever had. Uh, it saved thousands of jobs, kept our pilots off the street, and kept our jobs secure. I'm not going to go into much more detail about it because I'm Pretty sure everyone listening probably has a pretty good idea of exactly how it impacted them uh, individually. But uh, more importantly, that PSP kind of put us in the position that we're in now. It's allowed us to be ready for this huge rebound in travel that we're currently seeing. And it's uh, probably one of the most visible accomplishments that uh, the PAC's ever had. So I can say, honestly, without all these strong relationships that we built through that, I'm not convinced that CARES would have passed. Obviously, I can't say definitively that that's the case, but I know for a fact that the PAC had a hand in getting that CARES Act passed through. So, so the PAC really allows us access and access to have a voice and to lobby for the things that we want to see in our industry, whether that's an industrial improvement or a safety improvement, or like you said, with the PSP, you know, some level of job security. And yes, while we did see some pilots end up being furloughed at certain carriers, or we did see some reductions in the contract, when you think about 90% of our flying evaporating overnight, the hardships that our pilots faced relative to the reduction in flying paled in comparison to each other. And it was a direct result of what the PAC did. So let me come back to kind of the first part of that. The PAC buys us access. But I think for the, you know, the regular listener, they're not going to really correlate as to how that is actually accomplished. How does the political action committee and the donations that the pilots put into the PAC, how does that actually get us access inside the Washington DC system. Yeah, and that's the biggest point of the PAC is to gain access to help educate and build relationships with these decision makers, these lawmakers. And really the only way to get into that room, to open that door to that room is through donations, donations to support their campaign. And via those donations, that's how we are able to have a sit down and face to face and get some uh, time with those lawmakers. Yeah, and that's how we get our voices heard, right? That's how any interest group gets their voices heard. I'm not saying that we like that system. You know, they are public servants and they are supposed to work for us, but that is the system that, that we have to work within in order to be effective and achieve our goals. And our goals are, are your goals. So let's talk a, a little bit more about some of the other things besides just PSP or the CARES Act. What are some of the other things that the PAC has allowed us to champion? Yeah, one of the uh, biggest pushes that we're currently making right now is working on something called the Fair and Open Skies Agreement. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. Hopefully everybody listening has heard of it as well. Uh, we've been pushing it for a couple of years now. Last year or the year before last, we were making a lot of headway on it. Um, unfortunately, it kind of got railroaded a little bit when the pandemic rolled around, kind of got sidelined. 
what we're trying to do through that is we're trying to put an end to uh, things that we call flags of convenience schemes or the atypical business models that you see out there. The biggest proponent of this scheme was Norwegian Air. Now they've since gone bankrupt and kind of gone out of business, but we see that same guy who was running that, the CEO of Norwegian Air, he's starting up a new one called Norse Atlantic. It's looking like it's still kind of in its infancy. They're still getting uh, funding and everything else for it, but it looks like it's going to be the same exact sort of business model that Norwegian Air was. Sure. And what do you mean by this flag of convenience? Yeah. So flag of convenience, we actually saw it. It really started in the maritime industry, which mm -hmm. is where we saw um, a lot of the cruise ships, a lot of the shipping companies. What they do is they go base their company over in Liberia or some other country that had favorable uh, labor laws. And we saw him doing the same thing. So or although the airline was called Norwegian Air, we saw him base his headquarters in Ireland, which was tax friendly. Uh, then we saw him hiring pilots down out of uh, Singapore and Thailand, where the uh, laws are a lot less restrictive and uh, just kind of bouncing around and more or less just shopping around to see what country fit his business scheme the best. And what that does is, you know, that just undercuts a lot of the safety regulations that we put into place here, undercuts a lot of the labor laws that we put into place here. And it actually puts our airspace at jeopardy, too, as well, having those people that are operating under less stringent rules to be operating the same airspace that we are. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a threat to our industry, just like the, the Middle East 3 or the ME3, the state-subsidized carriers were a threat because they were allowed, or able, I should say, to charge uh, fares that were far, far below industry average, especially for what we are flying here in the States. And they were able to do it because they were being subsidized by their respective countries. And so, you know, yeah, the Fair and Open Skies Agreement is certainly about not just your near-term job security, but about the viability of this industry as a whole for decades to come. Yeah, and I hear a lot of regional guys always kind of uh, getting back to me about why should we care so much about a Norwegian air? You know, we don't do international flying overseas. We don't uh, do the long haul stuff. But when you think about it, the regional industry, you know, we, we're doing 40% of the domestic flying. There's no telling how many thousands of passengers we're connecting a day to international flying. And more importantly, I think that we all do, most of us want to move on one day, hopefully to fly the bigger, heavier international metal. And uh, if we don't start doing something about it now, you're going to see exactly what happened in the maritime industry. You know, the U.S. was 40% of the worldwide shipping company. And as soon as they started doing those flag convenience, it took all of 10 to 15 years. And now we're down to less than 2% of the worldwide shipping industry. So you see it take a pretty big hit and like to start protecting it now while we can. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why the, the political action committee is so important because we need that access. So I think for most line pilots, um, especially in the fee for departure carriers who haven't been necessarily exposed to ALPA in the past, they might believe that part of their dues dollars, part of that 1.85% that they pay somehow goes towards this effort, this political action committee. And that is 100% not true. The PAC is completely funded exclusively by donations outside of dues dollars. And Hunter, Two questions for you. Number one, why is that? And number two, how can a pilot donate if they so choose? Yeah, uh, you hit the nail right on the head with that. The pack is 100% voluntary. It's not using any of the union dues that you're currently paying. It's a whole separate entity. And the reason for that is because it is a political advocacy group. Now, I want to stop there and let you know that it's not affiliated with any political party. Because I hear that a lot as well is, uh, you know, I don't I don't donate to politics. I don't I don't want to donate to a certain party. I always kind of laugh when uh, someone says that because I, I completely understand where they're coming from. Just because PACs are so steeped in the political realm, 
But once you start digging and you kind of understand uh, that what, what makes the Alpha Pack in particular so interesting is that it's one of the most bipartisan packs on the Hill. I think it's a 60-40 split between the two major parties. And I don't, I don't know which way that leans, but it's almost a split down the middle, pretty close. Whereas a lot of other organizations, depending upon what kind of agenda they're pushing, tend to go directly 100% for one party or the other. Uh, we focus mainly on the individual themselves. We make sure that their goals, we make sure that, that their support aligns directly with ours. No, that's perfect. And that's exactly how a good pack should operate, right? We want to make sure that our strategic objectives are their objectives. And if, if we are aligned, then yes, basically, for a lack of better term, let's do business with each other. And that's how you get your goals done. Um, so if a pilot does decide that they want to donate to the pack, how could they go about doing that? Yeah, it's uh, pretty simple. It's about uh, four or five mouse clicks away, alpha.org slash advocacy, and you'll uh, scroll down to the pack page and uh, just fill out the form there. There's many different levels you can do. I really want to harp on right now that we're not looking to break the bank. We don't. There's so many different donation levels, all the way up to a thousand plus dollars a year. Uh, we're not pushing for everybody on that. We just want participation in the pack. So as little as a dollar a month, if that's something you want to give. Cheaper than a cup of coffee. I think it's called the coffee club, the, the least inexpensive one. Um, and then just whatever you feel comfortable with. But like I said, it's pretty straightforward. Alpha website and just fill out the form. It'll take it directly out of your check. You can set it up with a credit card if you'd like to. Uh, a lot of different options. Um, so one thing with the pack donations via credit card is you can set them up to be recurring. So it just takes a certain amount of money each month. Or you can just make a one-time contribution. Whatever is most convenient for you. And, you know, Hunter, I think you did a great job of, of stating to the pilots, we're not looking for massive amounts of dollars here. What we're looking for is simply participation, because our participation in the pack uh, historically has been abysmally low, especially compared to other carriers, even in the fee for departure realm. Um, I think one of the fee for departure carriers that did the best job out of all of us was Compass Airlines. They were they were upwards of the mid 30% range. And I think at that time we were down in the 8% range. And so we have a lot of work to do, not just with the existing pilots that are here, but the pilots that will be coming here in droves as we continue to hire 50, 60, 70 pilots a month. It's really important that we get that participation up. So really this podcast is kind of the jumping off point for a pack drive, so to speak, here at Endeavor. So Hunter, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the different components of the pack drive and what our ultimate goal is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, I think we're even down below 8% in the participation right now. Um, so obviously, I think first and foremost, what we want to do is we really want to get that participation rate up. And first and foremost, it's starting with this. You'll probably see a lot more information coming out about the pack drive in the near future, trying to drum up participation amongst our pilot group and uh, just try to get everybody involved. And I think that this is a good first way to introduce them to it. Hopefully it answered some questions that they might've had about it and uh, what exactly we do with the, with the pack money. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the pilots of Endeavor Air, I think it's important to remember where we are at in, in terms of the pandemic. We got through the pandemic without taking any involuntarily involuntary contractual concessions. And we didn't, we didn't lose any pilots. We didn't take any furloughs. And so we were the best positioned through the pandemic and obviously now the best positioned post recovery with all of the return of the flying. And so we really need to be leaders as far as donations are concerned, because there are other properties that 
they did not get through the pandemic unscathed, and yet they still are seeing higher participation rates, significantly higher than we have here at Endeavor. And so I think a lot of it is a lack of education. And so, like we said before, this is kind of our jumping off point. And Hunter, we really appreciate you um, as a representative of the Legislative Committee joining us today on this podcast and uh, educating our pilots on the benefits of donating to the PAC. Yeah, thank you so much, Nick, for having me on. Much appreciated. And uh, if you get a chance, please at least go look at the uh, Alpha PAC page and donate. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it. Uh, We do not have any questions from the front line for this special episode, so we'll just wrap it up here. Appreciate you listening. Fly safe and be safe out there, and we'll see you out on the line. Send everything to 531, runway 28, quit the land.